about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ass women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 8. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, why are you here? It was like to say a huge thank you to Fop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Hi Fran. Hello Chloe, it's been so long, well not, of like talking and see each other, but recording. <laughs> I'm really glad we had a bunch of like recording sessions before now. Oh yeah, it would have been really stressful. Um, obviously since we last recorded, so much happened in the world. Oh yes it is. So as two cis white girls, we're not going to talk about it too much because it's not really our place to be talking about it, but we will use this as a space to promote stuff and tell people you need to educate yourselves. We know JK is trash. Just complete trash. (laughs) So educate yourself on transgender people. Like, look it up. It's not really that hard to go look at that. Black Lives Matter, obviously. Go look at that. Educate yourself on things. Sign petitions. Do the things. Yeah, I felt felt last time when I was editing um, our podcast, not the one, not number six, but number five, when I was editing that, where everything really started or like blew off. I mean, it's not like we haven't had the Black Lives Matter conversation for literal ages. Um, But before it like that, I feel like when I was editing number five, it was when it all like really blew up and was like, is this... Is this appropriate? Is this the right time to bring out a podcast where we're just rambling about a dumb YA book? But then I feel like, I mean, obviously, um, as well, talking as a white cis woman, um, I feel like it's still really important with all the shit that's going on that you still kind of find something that brings you joy. Yeah. Um, and kind of takes your mind off of it, which we are aware is a privilege in of itself. But I just think it's really important for your mental health to just take breaks sometimes and just not look at the news um, and just, you know, listen to something that brings you joy. And we've had some really lovely feedback from people. And so I thought, you know what, no, let's do it. And obviously, like Chloe said, we're still going to use the space to share about all these matters because they are very important. And we're also educating ourselves further. Like our statement on JK is on our Instagram because that's just... It was, that's that. I don't, I don't want to give her too much at a time of anything. No. Black Lives Matter, we'll constantly, I mean, we're posting on our story on Instagram things to like links for stuff. We'll continue to share like creators that you should check out. Like there's definitely, if you're looking, I've mentioned it before, but the Gaily Prophet do go back through Harry Potter. They find new theories. Like they've talked about Hermione being a person of color and the evidence towards that and changing a few things. They definitely make it more, diverse so they're worth checking out um as a group of people and a podcast because they're excellent um obviously yeah keep keep up with the black lives matter thing because it's not necessarily everyone's newsfeed right now because when it first started obviously it got a huge huge mo- like movement a lot of people posting and then yeah. you know it loses a bit of traction people don't see change sometimes people back down a bit but just keep going with it there's also hasn't been like a lot of talk about it but the mmiw hashtag which is the murdered and missing indigenous women i'm not going to talk about it too much again i don't want to build the podcast up with this stuff and it's not like i'm i'm just some white girl but i can use my privilege as a white person to like help spread more news like word about it they're all just things that's worth looking into and educating yourself on and helping the movements On a completely random, um, off topic of that, (laughs) Um, I am back in England now. All the previous recordings I did in Germany, 
Um, my flattening is a lot more like creaky and airy and um, yeah, I don't know, the, the ice cream guy drove past a few few times just shortly before we started recording. So if he's back and if you can hear in the recording, I'm sorry. Also, it's been really windy today. I don't know if you can hear the wind, but if there's wind, you know, background noise makes it all, makes you feel like you're in creepy, spooky, eerie forks. So yeah, just a quick notice for all the recordings for, from my from my side onwards for now. Yeah, this is our first time recording both being in the UK. At some point, I hope we can record in the same room. Yes. That would be nice. Eventually. We're almost allowed in the same house soon, so... Because we can't record, like, social distancing. I'm not sitting in a house and have you sitting, like, all over there and being like, okay, let's record. <laughs> Just both sitting in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just having all the background noise. All your, your neighbours partying all day long. Oh, it's fab. It's so fab. So back on to Twilight again. It's been for us, obviously for you guys you get you've got the episodes for us, it's been like three weeks since we recorded. Yeah. It's been really weird. And uh, I think you've read the chapter today. So yes. you can you can go ahead with doing a rundown because all I remember is my notes of <laughs> how awful the chapter was. Not a fan of this chapter. Sure. Oh, it was it was an interesting one. <laughs> Yeah, and I kept putting it off because like suddenly I got really busy with with things since I've returned, and like now today I was like shit, I have like six monologues to learn, but it's fine. Taking the time to record, and then I'll get back to stressing about my other things. Um, so yeah, chapter eight was um something. So a quick rundown of it is um Bella is is on a trip to Port Angeles. Port Angeles. Port Angeles. I I read it as Port Angeles. Angeles, however you like to say it, with uh, Jessica and Angela, because um, they they are they want to go try some clothes on, some dresses on for the is it was it prom now was it sp- the springtime? It's a girls' choice dance. Girls' choice dance where all the guys still asked Bella for it because mm. it's just that's that's how it goes. Um, and towards the end, when they when they're done trying on clothes. Uh, Bella says she wants to have have a look for a bookshop to find some, I don't know, books on vampires and werewolves, who knows. Um, she found one that she didn't like, uh, so she went looking for another one and then a few creepy guys started following her and then Edward showed up to save her and then they went for dinner. What a chapter. <laughs> it has a lot of um, stuff in it though. <laughs> Yeah, so I think most of my notes are pretty much based on character development and relationships, but I do have yeah, same. a couple of plot points. Um, my first plot point is that I hate all men. <laughs> what is it in general or in this book? <laughs> um, both. I love, so there is not, so far there's not been a lot of like men in this book. Yeah. There is Charlie who... This is a thing. Whenever I say I hate men, it does not include Charlie. Or Carlisle. Or Carlisle. Um, But we haven't, like, got to experience a lot of Carlisle, so... Yeah. But you've got... You've had Edward, who's just awful. There's been Mike, who is awful. (laughs) Eric... uh, There's not enough on him to form much of an opinion, but, like... Eric's there. (laughs) He's just there playing chess. Um, But also, he didn't respect the girls choice dance rules same as uh tyler Tyler. and uh there wasn't a lot on jacob and he's just like this little boy right now they've all been awful (laughs) in their own way and then the next time we meet some other men they're a bunch of rapists like okay cool what excellent (laughs) plot development some rapists (laughs) it's just like real life (laughs) exactly um the description of the men's clothing was quite a choice Mm -hmm. and i loved that one of them's just wearing like some flip-flops and why bella's immediate thing wasn't i can definitely stamp on his feet i have no idea like just just just, just stomp the piggies. 
<laughs> I mean, there was this. I mean, there was this whole sentence about her, like, "Oh, I can't run any faster, or else I would fall." So maybe you know, that's just what occupies a brain. And Edward. And Edward, of course. Um, I also have a note. Um, just talking about that whole scene where she's um, walking and she thinks they might be following her, but she doesn't know yet. Like she's not hundred percent sure, and it's just so sad because that's just real life. Yeah. Like, how many times are you walking somewhere alone, and then someone's walking behind you, and you're convinced they're following you? Yeah. And like nine times out of ten, that person is just trying to like walk down the road as well. Yeah. I hate it when like you're like, oh, I think this person might be following me. I'm not sure. I'll just speed up, and then that person also speeds up. But it's just because they're like just trying to get to where they're going they probably walked slower because they didn't want to skate to begin with and then you end up in this like terrified moment of like every time you change your pace they change their pace and they're probably behind you going oh my god please just stop <laughs> and then sometimes you do get followed and that's even better because <laughs> it just keeps it exciting will i make it home alive who knows <laughs> i don't even think they because when i read this i was just like the first time i even thought about like oh that's a thing and this was what 2008 or something when I read it. Yeah. Or 2009, one of those years. And I thought then, like, oh, this is how I feel when I walk home, and that has still not changed. Yeah. Love being a woman. That's great. Um. And my final plot point is that Edward's like basically is like, you need to calm me down so I don't go kill those people. They were thinking, like, they genuinely were thinking about, like, assaulting her. Yeah. He heard them thinking awful things. I would have just been like, oh, you don't want to kill them. Okay, well, I just, I was so scared and I really rile him up and make him mad until he goes after them and kills them. <laughs> like, why did you just <laughs> let him kill them? They, were, like, well, they weren't um... good people. It's <laughs> like, just, just do it. I'll watch. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's not like they were some children. Or someone that wasn't actually doing anything. Like, someone who just frightened her by mistake by walking the same way as her. They were genuinely, like, trying to trap her to do yeah. awful things. I would have let him kill them. Um, well, we've learned something about Chloe today. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is all I have on plot, really. I don't know if you have anything else. I mostly have one. Mm -hmm. um, which is that the whole conversation that Bella, Jessica and Angela had is like a huge Bechdel test fail. Because <laughs> it's literally just about guys, the whole thing. It's like, and as soon, you know, as soon as they relax a bit, Bella's like, so, so the Cullens, we haven't spoken about them in ages. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Honestly, she's just the worst friend. She does not care about anything else. But yeah, that that whole the whole conversation between the three girls was just about oh Jessica and Mike, and then um, Eric and Angela, and that she doesn't really care for Eric, but he's tall enough so she can wear her shoes, so it's all right. <laughs> I get that though. I don't. I'm like quite short. And but... then they're talking about Tyler, and then Bella brings up the Collins, and it's just a huge. I just have to think of the um. There was this uh, Simpsons episode with Marge where they talking about the Bechtel test and then she was like, oh, I'm going to go home and, and talk to my husband about this. It's really interesting. And they had in the background, like this loud, like, Bechtel fail. <laughs> that just went off in my head <laughs> during that whole conversation. But yeah, that's mostly my, my plot point that I have on this chapter. That's that. Um, by that case I will lead that follows on quite nicely into my first character development point because oh it's God. during that conversation that it's the first time in this entire book that they've all been like teenage girls yeah. like because they're supposed to be this whole time but they're all quite two-dimensional and very flat and all behave a certain way and it just felt like an adult writing teenagers and this opening of the chapter when they're all just being a bit yeah talking about boys and being a bit gossipy and like trying on the dresses everything just felt like genuine teenage girls going dress shopping mm. and it was really nice just to see that for once i don't know if we'll ever see it again in any of the chapters but it was nice to see it like that time i also uh like bella gets 
I find each chapter Bella either gets more clumsy or she gets like a new bit added to like her personality it can't be both I think the clumsiness should stop and we could just get more of Bella as a character uh, but when she says uh, they didn't know how preoccupied I could get when surrounded by books and I honestly say yeah <laughs> but it was actually showing she has an interest in something Bella it, has a hobby. It's reading. <laughs> um, and I love the fact she didn't. I know she's going to look for books because she wants to find out about Edward, but that is genuinely her own love of books there. It's not yeah. saying she get preoccupied when she's trying to look for stuff about Edward. It was, I love books and I can get distracted by books. And I completely understand that. And I was really happy to see her get that, like, added something into, into her personality. Um, which is also when she finds that bookstore and she's like, oh, it's not like a normal bookstore. And she's so judgy. She didn't even go in and have a look. She was just like, oh, it's like... She's like, oh, this woman looks like she would talk to me, so I'm just not gonna. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, oh, it's got like some crystals up. And I was like, but you don't even know, like that could have held some really interesting books in there. Like that could be, I'm guessing she's got crystals and stuff, but I don't know. I'm I'm not going to claim I know much about like, Wiccan culture or anything but maybe she would know stuff because if she's into like Wiccan she might know like other things and be able to direct Bella and that which could have been the perfect book <laughs> I also think because when I when I read that she's like oh this looks like very spiritual I was like so what's first of all what's your issue and second of all I think if you're looking for a book on like werewolves and vampires that's probably the place where you find more useful stuff than at like a normal bookstore like exactly. a basic one like you could probably generally talk to that that lady and be like so this is this kind of thing i'm looking into the occult and mostly looking into vampires and stuff and i bet she, even if she didn't have the book there she'd probably have to tell you where to get a book from honestly belly you're so judgmental um now i'm not sure if this is actually character development or if it's just other stuff but she said it before um but that i've always been very good at repressing unpleasant things yes she, she keeps saying this and like what does it mean what has, what has actually happened in her life because she says it so often like she's this i think this is maybe the second or third time i think it's the third that this has been brought up and at no point does any of this stuff get resolved we never find out what happened but it it's the fact that she's saying unpleasant memories something really traumatic has happened to bella last like the few the times that she's been in forks before like but what what happened like I really need to know what happened because there's no way I feel like either there's one of two things with it is that there is an actual written down like Stephanie took the time to write down some stuff about Bella's past and just didn't put it into the books but she knows it so when those things come up that's why that phrase is there and she knows what it's about and maybe she felt it was not the kind of content to be able to put into a young adult book or maybe she just didn't think like it took away maybe she thought it took away from the story too much or it's lazy writing <laughs> and she didn't actually have anything and just just to be able to like push things forward just like oh I have unpleasant memories like, I'm good at repressing stuff but I honestly felt so uncomfortable with but that's how she responded after those men had followed her after they were like their attempt at whatever they were going to do I mean I think we can all conclude what they were going to do um she's so calm about it it's like oh it's fine i'm used to that and that is like worrying yeah like what the hell happened to her if like an an air assault happens and she's just like oh dealt with this before it's fine like girl you need some therapy (laughs) i wrote that down too it's like get a therapist (laughs) this is what i wrote next to and why was edward just so chill about that like why wasn't he like bella hang on that's awful like what do you mean you're really good at like suppressing this kind of stuff like repressing this kind of stuff like uh, has this happened before are you okay like do you need to talk instead of it he just keeps shaming her the whole time he's like well a normal person would react differently he was like well that's not very helpful is it she's clearly going through some stuff like what just oh i'm getting so if this comes up again as another sentence i'm just gonna have issues i don't know if anyone has any theories anywhere i want any of oh theories yes um 
it's a great reminder we had i need to go check yeah a name before i say anything so yeah speaking of theories we had a message from a listener uh called lucas they messaged us on instagram with uh about charlie and renee let me just check um because they had listened to the first episode where we said about that we didn't know why they'd broken up um and lucas said from what they understood of it was that charlie wanted to settle and he's too boring for renee he has the same meal every thursday and everything is very routine and renee likes to be spontaneous and enjoys not staying in one place for a long time which is why her and phil are good she likes to move around and i was just like damn i didn't even think of that <laughs> um i really appreciate uh, them sending us a message i we are always happy to hear from you guys if you ever think of something whilst listening that we've maybe missed out on or something we've asked questions about like do feel free we don't mind so thank you lucas for that we really, we really appreciate it <laughs> thank you lucas so yeah that is that is all my character development i don't know if you have anything else um have like a few bits where I'm not too sure if it's more like character development or relationship or critiques it's kind of a bit of all of it but okay. I've marked it as a bit more of a character development okay. first of all I just like to point out the other sentence that when she was walking around uh Pot Angeles that Pot Angeles um <laughs> that she was trying so hard not to think of Edward like that was another sentence again yeah. just love it um also just like to point out that Bella's really stupid about not paying attention to where she's walking after she continued walking from the the bookshop mm-hmm. that she deemed not good enough she just was like oh I'll just go wherever and just not pay attention it was in the time before really handy google maps wasn't it yeah I think and I'm pretty sure that she didn't have like a map on her no and I also just don't see her as a person who's going to ask someone for directions I don't know how, how big that place is. Right. Also, from, I later mentions it's not massive, but still. Yeah. But from like the way they've talked before, she's only ever called people on like a home phone. So I don't even think she has a mobile. Yeah. I don't know. So like pay attention where you're going, like just in general, because you can't just get out maps and be like, oh, well, I'm here and I need to go there. Like you're stupid. <laughs> you're in a city you've never been to before. Don't just wander around randomly on your own. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I love the thought of, you know, when she gets followed by the guys and then, you know, she speeds up a tiny bit and they fall back for a little bit. Um, after they followed her for a while, she's like, oh, maybe they realized they scared, they scared her and they feel sorry about it. And I was like, well, they've probably been walking like behind you for like 20 minutes. (laughs) I don't think that's the case. Also like i don't know why that wasn't something for her to then become like yeah super more aware of what was going on yeah and maybe look like i don't know there's just she just seemed to i know she then was like i need to find a way back onto the main road but also like she doesn't seem very like urgent about any of it no it was just like oh maybe okay they've gone now so it's probably okay but i'll just make my way back to the main area I like stupid. Okay, what else do I have? <laughs> Favorite thing about Bella in this chapter is that she considers paralyzing Tyler, <laughs> even if it's just a joke. But still, <laughs> because she's so mad that he told everyone that he would take her to prom or the girl's, cho- <laughs> girl's choice dance no it is prom because she said yeah. he said they're still prom and then she was like yeah maybe and then oh, he yeah. Was like, yeah i'm taking about prom yeah so he decided that um <laughs> and she considers just running him over with a car and like oh if he's paralyzed afterwards then you can't take me to prom <laughs> so that's all right also if i damage his car then um that's okay too because then you can't pick anyone up to prom <laughs> She also mentioned what kind of car he's driving again. And um, 
Oh, you know, sometimes what brings me to it is just kind of <laughs> Tyler is so Jessica said something about I mean this is a kind of detail, but Jessica said something about, you know, oh if if he's kind of just asking her if that's even the case that he just kind of wants to make up for almost killing her. Which then brings me to what if it's just like a really terrible way of him to try to like do like a pickup thing on Bella where he just tries to run out over <laughs> <book. laughs> make that make up for it the whole time <laughs> maybe that's just a weird way of flirting who knows yeah because like he hadn't really spoken to her before that <laughs> just... then he nearly killed her and then he was now he won't leave her alone exactly what an introduction god can you imagine if that was an actual relationship that happened but how do you guys meet well <laughs> i tried to hit her with my car and then she'd be like you tried i mean i accidentally nearly hit her with my car <laughs> So like a literal picking her up situation. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the repressing thing we had already. Then another, um, my last thing for Bella, and then I have one more character thing for Edward that I picked up on. Um, no, two, two things in Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I like how Bella just accepts that Edward can read minds. <laughs> I feel like what kind of, I feel like what I find a bit hard with this book is just, I, I, I kind of always tend to imagine myself as a main character or think you know how would I react in those scenarios and I feel with Twilight it's just so because it's so realistic with everything apart from the vampire and werewolf factor so I feel like with any other science fiction uh, not science fiction and like fictional novels you have kind of you know like Harry Potter you know witches wizards flying brooms flying cars you know it's so much you're like (laughs) you're like Yes, okay, this is a magical world. Same with, you know, mortal instruments, where it's just, you know, there are demons, there are vampires, shadow hunters. Like, it's, it's a lot, and you're instantly like, yeah, okay, you know, I get it that there is something that's not realistic. You know, it's not the real life how we see it. But I feel with Twilight, it's so much, it just feels like it's, it could be in real life, but then he's a vampire. So I always tend to, you know, kind of think like, oh, how, I, how would I react in these situations? And I'd be like a bit like, well, that guy thinks he can read minds? what well i'd be a bit more concerned she's just like yeah i guess guess that's how edward rolls <laughs> just reads minds <laughs> great and then i have two things on edward first of all stop stalking people <laughs> yeah just don't stalk people it's weird and it's creepy and you should go to prison for it Um. And then also his sentence, him saying, sometimes I have a problem with my temper. Yeah. I'd be more concerned about that. That's a bit of a red flag right there. So yeah. like anger issues. Not great. I'd, <laughs> sorry. I'd, sorry. I'd put it under relationships because somehow like that whole conversation I have when he's like, oh, I have anger issues seems to make her like, like him more yeah yeah she does like she's more interested in it like their relationship develops because he said he had trouble with anger issues yeah and also when he said you know i mean i have that under critiques but i feel like that ties into that line too it's like your number was up the first time i met you it's like oh so that guy kind of hints about wanting to kill me so I want a relationship with him. Like, how do you, how do you connect that in your head? I, just, I don't know. God, why are they just the worst? Oh, they really are. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my character development. Though I think a few of it also ties into relationship, but I still have a lot of stuff in relationship as well. So same. I I've also yeah. Where's my? I will say this week got a random point that goes nowhere, so I'll finish. I'll, I'll do that at the end. I think so, I also have one. Yeah. Uh, so everything I've got now is basically relationships, and then like one critique. Yeah. But, um. So my first relationship point was uh. Like I guess it could fall under quite a lot of things, but Bella says she's never had like a friend before. Yeah. And it's really confusing. Like, because what she, happened to her? She is, what, 17 right yeah. now? She is 17 years old and has never had a friend. 
like ever like what because we've had the conversation before when she was talking about Jacob's sisters and I think she said they were like really shy and they didn't really get on that well but again she talked about you know repressed fishing memories um when she was at our other school she doesn't really bring it up much and then she said something before about the whole oh I've heard that before when Edward said they couldn't be friends yeah and I'm just like is she a victim of bullying like but has she been like a victim of bullying by several different groups of people like were Jacob's sisters bullies and it wasn't like about them all being shy it was Bella was shy and they bullied her or like someone else in around them at the time bullied them like what happened to Bella? Like she's had no friends. She's seventeen years old and has never had a friend. What? Yeah. Like, I it- I also I just love a lot more information about her childhood and the years before she moved to Forks because there must have been there is so much that must have happened that yeah. we just don't know about and I don't think we'll ever learn about it in the books. And like I think the fact that she says that she has no friends, you can kind of start tying some things in with how her relationships are with other people. It's why she's so bad with Jessica and everyone because she's never if she's never had a friend before then she hasn't like learned anything for anyone so she just talks to them about stuff that she's interested in and just uses them to gain the information that's why she's possibly like so obsessed with Edward because like he's shown like some kind of interest in her that's that's different to what everyone else has shown her and like if this is generally the first time she's had like that kind of interaction with people then I kind of understand why she's a little bit like a little bit much with it yeah where is all her backstory I agree I'd I'd love some more information it didn't have to be like a whole chapter it can just be like a little bit just to drop in like um you know like in how Harry Potter he just briefly does talk about how Dudley's always bullying him yeah and he was awful like there was you meet him when he's like 10 but he does give a quick rundown of what happened before that and it happens in other books as well where they're like okay this is a thing and this happened before that and it's like two three sentences long Bella didn't you didn't need a whole chapter on Bella's backstory there could have just been a few sentences here and there just to fill in the gaps it just felt like all the focus is on Bella and Edward becoming a couple and how their story is going to go and Mm. not worrying about fleshing out characters this is why a lot of the characters are not just falling like quite flat like Bella is so two-dimensional two-dimensional there's like she doesn't have any hobbies or interests um she doesn't have a she doesn't have a history she didn't exist before just the moment you read her on that page that's where she existed from and it's kind of very similar with a lot of the other characters as well I know you get like a little bit into the into the Cullens but like not a lot of that either from what I remember yeah no it's just it's just there's such a focus on pushing a story forward and not worrying about like fleshing out your characters in this book it's an interesting choice <laughs> it is no i wish she'd because I, I know she's she's released like short stories and like short snippets here and there before so if she would release something about bella i'm wondering if we learn a bit more about it um in the midnight sun book but i kind of doubt it yeah I mean, is there anything in the illustrated guide thing i don't remember because i know there's some bits in there but i don't i haven't read it and i don't even know how long not that i remember Hmm. so yeah so i like how they're now interacting with each other like it's different to how they've been talking before when they're at dinner Mm -hmm. and there's more of a like he's not being as like strange with her and they're kind of having an actual conversation and they're doing it when he's like i'll ask you a question you can ask me a question kind of thing and it's it's not as like weird as it's been before and there is definitely none of this weird like when he grabbed her and dragged her around before or any of the gaslighting like it's just it just seems more like that their character their relationship has developed in the in in that but also they're both reading it is still awkward to read their interactions with each other they both need someone to sit down and talk to them about how you interact with other people and it's just i I think it's from you know from from 
what you said or like you said it's kind of like Bella if she hasn't had like friends before and she does know how to act and Edward probably hasn't really had any kind of longer conversation with anyone who's not a vampire in a hundred years <laughs> and then we have that <laughs> this like, is what it turns into <laughs> like someone needs to have a chat with both of them and be like this is how you socialize with people <laughs> you just both just send them to a workshop <laughs> social skills Okay, then I'll go on to my relationships. We'll see if some of them are part of your critiques. Yes. Um, so, first relationship thing that I think could also be a critique is just, but it just continues to hate on Jessica <laughs> for no reason. Like, she, oh, yeah. she's driving faster than the chief, and like Jessica's jabbering. It's like, what's your problem with Jessica Bella? <laughs> Has she done anything to you? Like, any, any, time she describes Jessica is just really unkind yeah for no yeah. reason I'd put it in critiques because she's always just I'm so bored of her hate towards Jessica yeah yeah like any time the only time she's trying to justify anything was when she was just like oh she's being really weird with me about the dance but like I that was from Je- Jessica being jealous and I yeah there was a reason for it yeah it wasn't nasty she was just like a bit jealous but everything else that's then like she's been really nice yeah I don't know is it just because Bella's so you know has been through stuff and Jessica maybe hasn't but then she also doesn't know if Jessica hasn't also I guess if if she's been bullied by people maybe Jessica reminds her of people she's been bullied by before so she doesn't like have a trust towards her and she's not willing to let herself become like a friend because she doesn't want to be hurt again this is why we need backstory (laughs) exactly (laughs) then um what else do I have oh yeah we found out why Lauren has an issue with Bella it's because Lauren likes Tyler and Tyler thinks that he's taking Bella to prom so we found about we found out that because that was a thing that we spoke about it's like what's Lauren's problem (laughs) it was so weird um like I get it because when when I was reading it and I was like oh for goodness sake Lauren grow up and then I remember they were 17 yeah and was like no actually I can understand why she's just like because before that had all happened, Bella's the one that was just like, oh, Lauren should ask Tyler to the girls' choice dance. And then suddenly Tyler's just like, oh, I'm taking Bella to prom. And you'd be like, oh, well, thanks for that. I thought I was like... Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I, I understand why Lauren was annoyed now. Kind of wish that had all been cleared up before. Yeah. Um, then a thing about Bella and Edward. I think, yeah, the rest of it is about Bella and Edward. Um, that Bella feels instantly safe as soon as she hears Edward's voice. She's like surrounded by a lot of rapists. This random guy crashes into them. Guy opens up the door. It's pitch black, and he's like, "Get in!" She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so safe now." Yeah, I say I'd put that <laughs> under my critiques because I just, I just didn't. It just doesn't sit right with me. I can understand that she, if she said like, um, she felt safer. She felt, or she felt someone come to her rescue, but was still feeling scared. I would understand that because I get that if I was in that situation, someone that I knew turned up and was like, get in the car, I would still be scared, but I would feel like some relief that they turned up. Yeah. So I can understand if she was like, I felt relieved, but I'm not sure like that I'm instantly fine now. Yeah, it just to me it's kind of like imagining the whole scene that takes place, and it's like, oh, oh it's fine now. Oh, great, <laughs> Edward's here. Yeah, like she's all like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. This is horrible. Like, I'm like trying to think about, can I run? Can I defend myself? Oh, okay, cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> I like that car. All right, let's go get some dinner. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and then um, the other, other kind of red flaggy things that I have one in Edward and then also one in Bella is um, Edward is so controlling like I know even with them having a slightly more of a normal conversation mm-hmm. in in this chapter he still is like no you should eat no you need to drink it's like an, and I feel that he probably comes from like a concerned point mm-hmm. view. 
but it just it's yeah to me it just sounds very controlling i just kept thinking of 50 shades of gray which i mean it makes sense because it's a fan fiction yeah twilight but you know because i remember like christian gray and it always being like oh no you need to eat this and you need to eat that at this time um anastasia and so i was like i don't know it just comes off a bit like harsh i think like if, if i had someone the whole time i was like no you need to eat now you need to eat this i'd be a bit like back off um yeah so i think i do think like you said they they just need to <laughs> go to like a workshop for communication <laughs> because i think that he probably comes from a place of being concerned yeah but just doesn't come across that way like i think like i didn't think about this now i should have written it down when i was thinking about it i didn't think wait that's not the words when i was reading it i didn't write any of this down because i didn't really think about it yeah but like when you're saying it then i can kind of I feel like it's something we'll probably get actually from when you see his point of view that I think he is concerned but at the same time he is sitting in a restaurant full of people that he can smell and he's with Bella who smells like his like most favorite food in the world and um it's probably that he's not being as like short with her as he is it's like he's trying to keep himself controlled around all those people and the fact that he's really like, I could eat these any of these people right now. <laughs> um, Let me just get my dinner. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, go from over there. So I think from like his point of view, when you read it, it'll probably make it seem not as as harsh. Like reading it now, then when you're looking at it just as it's written it looks super controlling also like you're saying our oh, 50 shades are great i still am bothered by the fact that yeah okay so like that aspect just like, that moment there isn't it but if you read the rest of the books you've read all the books and you go yeah. and you, you're gonna write down 50 shades of gray why is edward the top because <laughs> <laughs> uh... no 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 <laughs> Like you telling me on their first night, Bella didn't peg Edward. <laughs> Come on, he's not dominant in any way. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> like who read Twilight and was like top? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's probably wow. some points. <laughs> And then the other thing I have, the, the kind of red flag that I got of Bella is that she was instantly jealous when the hostess was nice or nicer or friendlier to Edward, which I find is, if you see it from like a, again, like a realistic relationship point of view. So if your partner has an issue with you talking to other people of whatever gender they might be, they feel like they need to control that or they get mad at you or jealous not a good sign for a healthy relationship no also you just you can't go through life worrying about your partner's interaction with other people yeah because i mean they're not together yet so she doesn't really have a right <laughs> exactly <laughs> like he's just some guy that you know right now like so like me and ben for example we both interact with people all the time and we both trust each other enough to be like, even if someone was flirting with, with one of us, nothing's going to happen. I hate this book. <laughs> Which I find it I find it quite interesting because, I mean, we've also said, you know, how awful Bella has been, um, but we've really been kicking off about Edward in any kind of relationship mm -hmm. situations. But it's just great to find out how Bella's also just really awful yeah <laughs> relationships i mean we've had had all the gaslighting with with edward but bella's just also not great like bella just seems to think it'd be okay if it was just like her and edward only talking to each other all the time and that's how our relationship works yeah and i think that is like looking at it and connecting like dots up from things that are written on the page with her saying about having no friends and things i think it starts adding up that with her past traumas and not being able to make friends that the minute she likes someone and they show signs of liking her back 
that it becomes very much like she just wants it to be those two and, the, yeah. and she, she feels threatened by anyone coming into that um although like looking at it like it just makes it look when you're reading that as a young impressionable mind you think it's that's how relationships are you're not allowed to talk to other people um it's the same as when we were saying about edward's gaslighting that from a perspective that he's a vampire trying to hide his vampireness it makes sense but when you take that away and take like take away the vampire side of things it doesn't look great it's the same with with bella the way she's behaving with him is not great if you put everything into the context of I mean, stuff that we're adding, to be fair, because it's not really written there, but we're adding stuff into it. You can kind of see where it's coming from, but if you're just reading it without analysing it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. No, and then my last point, I mean, I've already kind of said about this. In this, even though this is kind of a bit more of a normal conversation, and like, again, like we said, that it probably comes from a place of being concerned for him, but he just keeps dissing her <laughs> for the whole, the whole conversation. well a normal person would behave differently it's like well if you'd be normal then you then you do that (laughs) that's 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 not great (laughs) also what's normal yeah exactly (laughs) i think edward is the last person to talk about being normal (laughs) (laughs) the literal vampire (laughs) oh idiot but yeah, those are kind of my relationship points that are a bit, you know, mixed in with critiques as well. I hope, do you have any critiques left or did I come um, No, I do. It's just uh, the, the fact that he, that he openly admits that he found her by, he spent the day reading Jessica's mind. Then from that point, she walked off. So he just invaded the privacy of every single person to find someone that thought about Bella. To <laughs> he like had his own like track and trace system going on, and that is so not okay. Also, I'm wondering what's the kind of thoughts that he like looked out for. Was it kind of like God, that girl just keeps falling down? <laughs> like. I know that it meant... I, yeah, why is she so pale? This person's really pale. It's like, what, what kind of thoughts was he looking out for? I know it led to the fact that he then managed to save her from those guys. Yeah. But it just makes me really uncomfortable. And I feel like that all could have been done a lot better than it was. Instead of it being him literally reading people's minds until he found her. I just feel like that could have been done differently. And I don't, I don't, I don't know off the top of my mind right now. I don't know how that could have been done differently. But I think it's I, just, it's just all bad in some way yeah. because he was stalking her. Like if we just take away the mind reading and whatever it is, he, he literally like followed her to Port Angeles because he's like, she can't be safe with her two other friends that she's going to go there with. Also, a lo- like, did she tell him that she's heading to Port Angeles? I don't think she did. No, did she- he got that from mind reading too, I think. Yeah, so stop being a creep and stop stalking Edward. Like, I think if he ha- just happened, say he was with Carlisle, yeah, um, and Carlisle was going to see someone and Edward had gone with him and then he heard, um, like, maybe Jessica talking about Bella and he was like, oh, Bella's in the area. And then later on, whilst he was still, like, he wasn't following around, but then he heard those guys' thoughts and realised that they were thinking about Bella and turned up. Like, even that would be better. If he was just in the same place at the same time by coincidence. Yeah. It's just the fact that he has been thinking, like, he's been searching out thoughts, hearing what people are thinking to work out where she was going to be, followed her there, continued following her around. It's really creepy. <laughs> also, but Angela said it's like, it's like four-hour drive away, so he just went for a four-hour drive to just, you know, see what Bella's up to. No! And, <laughs> like, I, I can't understand where like where Rosalie's hatred of Bella has come from to begin with. Like her like her her brother is acting like an idiot. Yeah. Like that would if if I was Rosalie and I was at home and we were all just like chilling out being vampires doing vampire things, and then he was like, Oh, I've heard that Bella's gonna be in this area, so I'm just gonna go stalk her. I'd be like, What are you doing? And you're gonna get us, you're gonna expose us. We've been safe for so many years and no one has known about us. The only people that know about us 
as a tribe, we've made a deal with them, it's all fine. And he's like, Yeah, but I'm just gonna just gonna go follow this girl. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can understand Rosalie's point of view why oh, she's yeah, so annoyed. 100%. Honestly. Um I think that is everything I have except for my one random note. Awesome. So I do have my critique. I mean, I also kind of spoke about already, but the, my biggest critique was like the line, your number was up the first time I met you. So run. <laughs> if anyone ever says that to you, <laughs> run and then call the police. <laughs> ah! Ah, oh, you're such a creep. I like- can't... <laughs> I just, I just feel like he gets away with it because he's hot. Yeah. You know, like how people defend like racist YouTubers because the YouTuber is hot and you're like, yeah, but they're a racist. Yeah. I feel like it's the same one. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes it makes me, it makes you think of Marius from Les Mis. Where, you know, he just sent his friend to stalk this girl he met for, like, two seconds in, on this market. And then he, <laughs> he breaks into the house. <laughs> but it's fine, because he's hot, so it's okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, that relationship is... So- they literally bump into each other in the street. and They, in- they look at each other for two seconds. Arrows. And he's like, love of my life. Like, give her this letter, tell her how much that I love her, but I need to go and join everyone on the barricade. Oh, what? Although, like, that spans across, like, a two-hour show, maybe if they had, like, several... Like, if it was, like, a show that went on for, like, two days, maybe it would have have been filled out a little bit more. This book is four books long. Like... Uh, okay your stuff to talk about because i also have some things because that's that's kind of my critique it's just that line I, I said, no, don't. um so what the hell is edward wearing are we sure the boy is straight because what <laughs> like uh where is he she was a second my father she and had... leather jacket and like a ivory um turtle neck light base that's very uh, tight fitting yeah just like he was removing a light beige leather jacket now underneath he wore an ivory turtle neck sweater that you gotta that enhances like his six pack or something uh it fit him snugly, emphasising how muscular his chest was. I just kept thinking of a weird book where everyone just seems to wear clothes that are way too tight. You <laughs> see every muscle underneath. That's not how clothes work. It's like, Edward's just a twink. What is going <laughs> I... I don't remember any of his outfit choices in the book. I really hope there's some more to back up my theory here, but I just... Oh, the more I read these books, I'm more like, these characters are not straight. <laughs> like, come on, Alice's haircut? <laughs> the girl be queer. Like... <laughs> okay. Um, I have... What do you have? Okay. First of all, I just thought it was really weird. <laughs> Balagon estrogen rush from a girl's night. What is that sentence? <laughs> just what? I just thought that sentence was so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then on my and then my other. Oh yeah, I love the self-defense description where it's just like and just. Put your fingers into those eyes and just, you know, just punch it into the bleeds. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. I think there's ever been a self defense thing that's been taught like that ever. <laughs> it just sounded really like, like you're just watching a slash film, like that part of the scripture. It's just, it just gouge out his eyes and just shove it up his nose and like hope you break his jaw. <laughs> 
why didn't she talk about the instep like everyone knows that that is like basic self-defense and she's I mean, here like she get his eyes out, out. <laughs> thinks about gouging his eyes out but she does the thing she would like she doesn't think about maybe just stepping on his toes as he's wearing fucking flip-flops <laughs> oh bella why is she like that <laughs> and then my other last random thing is edward must have gotten so many speeding tickets <laughs> just ignoring all the signs on the roads driving way too quickly just doing some weird u-turns probably in the middle of the motorway <laughs> that's actually a good point how does him being a vampire mean he can drive like that i mean he he has like a good reflexes but you still have to like stick to the rules on the road but you don't like Unless he's literally reading everyone's minds to see if anyone's going to suddenly like indicate, because he's driving too fast. If someone did indicate to switch lanes or anything, he would crash into them. Yeah. So is he just reading every single mind, and he manages to drive like that because he's reading everyone's mind, knows exactly like how everyone's going to be driving? I d- no idea. <laughs> this isn't even us in this book. I feel like vampires always get away with like crazy driving, and it yeah, never makes do. any sense to me. Like, but why? Why does? They have the ability to drive like that. You still gotta stop at a red traffic light, even if you're a vampire. <laughs> because cars are still gonna be on the road doing, you know, the rest of the road stuff. <laughs> and the speeding cameras are still gonna register you. <laughs> I could just imagine like him coming home, Carla, and being like, "Ah, oh, there's another one." <laughs> what have you been up to today? <laughs> Which girl to stalk today? <laughs> oh, I just, I would l- like love to know what happens every time he goes home after doing these weird things with Bella. And the whole like, family's just having like an intervention. <laughs> like, after how many nights of him standing watching Bella sleep, did they sit him down and be like, Edward, this isn't okay? <laughs> and like, like Esme would go into his room and be like, oh, he's missing again. Oh, for God's sake, he's in Bella's house. Like Alice is outside being like, Edward, get back downstairs. <laughs> you can't be in her room. <laughs> and just Emmett coming and just like picking him up because Edward refuses to leave and just carries him home. Like if this isn't in Midnight Sun where they're turning up and telling him that he shouldn't do it, she's missed a trick. <laughs> God, I would love a vampire intervention. <laughs> Edward. Or very concerned for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was my last, my last um point. <laughs> it was interesting because it was a very like odd chapter, but we still got a lot of th- stuff out of it. Yeah, it was. I just found it really hard to read as a chapter. Yeah, just I don't know. It just a lot of things were really jarring in it and really stuck out as concerning. And I know none of it's ever going to get sorted out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to know what went on in Bella's life before Hawks. And it bothers me. Someone tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Straighting. Well, I mean, that rounds everything up for me. So I'm sure it rounds everything up for you. It does. Um, Someone is speeding outside of my house right now. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Is it Edward? Just a little reminder to everyone, if you wouldn't mind us giving us a rating and review on iTunes, it would really help us progress. Um, And another reminder, just to remember to educate yourselves on, well, everyone. (laughs) Go learn some things about other cultures and people, really. But also still take care of your mental health. Yeah, don't get yourself, like, stuck in in a hole of it all, just... Yeah, be kind to yourself and be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And to others, exactly. As a another little reminder, and we'll probably at some point talk about it properly. We do have a little Patreon page that we want to get some stuff set up on at some point. So there's that. (laughs) Now you know. Um. So. I'd like to say a special thank you to Basil for our cover artwork. You can find him on Instagram at FopDoodles. You can find us on Instagram at BreakingDown underscore podcast or email us at BreakingDown.podcast at gmail.com. 
Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Side. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Crystals speak to me. What are they saying? <laughs> Buy more crystals. <laughs>